Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Happy Week 11 to everybody out there. This is the Genius Cast Week 11 edition. Hopefully we can get you on the right track to either continue your winning streak or get out of your losing streak. Maybe you lost last week. Now we can hopefully put that behind you, get you those Ws, find you with the right matchups, find you with the right plays to move forward and get back on the winning roll. Maybe you're coming off of a couple game winning streak. Let's keep that going. Let's keep moving the ball. Let's keep moving those chains. Let's continue to keep getting those Ws as you fight your way through the regular season into and through the fantasy football playoffs and into your championship game where you come out on top with the trophy in fantasy football. Hopefully I have helped you. Hopefully we continue to help you and take home that trophy in all of your leagues. Today on the podcast, we will give a shout out to a commentator on Instagram. We'll do a little bit of overreaction corner, the biggest bust. We did a poll on biggest bust of the 2018 season through the first 10 weeks. We also talked about some of your second half MVPs. Who's a player that you see having a major impact in the second half of the season, putting your team over the top. Some great feedback both ways. We'll talk about the MVPs on different uh, feedbacks from from followers on who they like. Some great options there. I'll also give you my my view of who I think is the second half MVP, who is someone that I'm looking forward to having for um, most of my teams and hopefully putting me over the top into a championship game and winning the championship. We'll also talk about a few of the injuries. We'll do a little bit of this guy or that guy, best matchups in season-long leagues. If they're close in the rankings, why am I going one way or the other? I'll give you some, a, a few different things in my mind on what I'm thinking there. And we'll close out the podcast with a look at the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Six-figure payday, top prize being six figures, life-changing money for the price of a lunch or price of a dinner. You have a shot at some great money. Who wouldn't like to have that six-figure payday hit their bank account just before the holiday seasons? I know I would like to have that hit my account. And if I can't win it, hopefully one of you guys can. And hopefully I can help you help me help you find that contrarian lineup, find who is the best matchups, and find out how we can hit that payday over on DraftKings or, and or FanDuel. Let's go on ahead and jump right into the podcast. Thanksgiving is just a week away, but right now let's get to looking at week 11 and what kind of options we're looking at. How can we get you moving in the right direction or continue your winning streak? We'd first like to give a shout-out on Instagram to r underscore white underscore 31. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the responses on the art, on the uh, photos on Instagram. Hope you're doing well in your leagues. Hope you have continued success in your leagues. And hopefully we can help you win your championships in fantasy football. The podcast is solo today, so you're going to have to my voice and my voice alone. But you get the genius. You get everything I have in my mind. Hopefully I can help you continue those winning streaks and get back on the right track if, like I said, you're coming off of a loss. We talked about on Instagram, I sent out a little uh, post about who is the biggest bust through the first 10 games 
Is it a player that's been injured? Is it a player just due to his play on the field? What about a little bit of a player that has, hint, hint, used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Opted word there, keyword there, used to, as Le'Veon Bell probably is no longer going to be playing for the Steelers. Who was the biggest bust of 2018 through the first 10 games? I think the consensus number one is obviously Le'Veon Bell. Likely took him with your first, second. Maybe you got away with it going with a third overall pick. That's going to be a pick that's going to go down as one of the worst and most biggest busts of fantasy football history. Losing a player of Bell's caliber. Hopefully you're able to back up Bell with Connor in your drafts as a handcuff. And if you weren't able to handcuff him with them and you didn't do that, hopefully you picked him up early as we found out Bell was going to be there. If you did not, you might be sitting as a losing team. Hopefully you had the depth to withstand that, but that's a pretty big blow to lose your number one first-round draft pick in the first place, let alone uh, being the number one, number two, number three overall pick, a consensus number one bust in many, many circles, I think we can all safely say that Le'Veon Bell was the biggest bust of 2018, and it's not even close. But what are some other names that we're looking at as biggest bust to start the year? We have some big names there. LaShawn McCoy in that Buffalo Bills offensive. He was going into my into my drafts. I didn't take him in any of my leagues. He was a player that I was very low on. I thought this was possibly going to happen. You look at that offense, and they just don't have very many stars over there. They don't have much talent over there. Sure, they got a couple wins, but McCoy has struggled. He had a nice game last week, but that's something that maybe if you have McCoy, maybe you can find someone in your league to trade for before the trade deadline, because I don't see those games coming again. I think he is, the, the, the talent is there, but when you don't have talent in front of you, it's kind of hard to move the ball. It's kind of hard to move the chains, and McCoy has struggled this season. I think he belongs in the list of busts during the 2018 season. We also have David Johnson. A lot of his has to do with the play calling. Now that they got a new play caller, uh, Leftwich there in Arizona, I think Johnson is a player that can pick up his game in the second half. But first half of the season, I think he was one of the busts that we can put in that list. But a lot of that had to do with his play calling, his offensive coordinator not getting him the ball as much as they could have. Injury due to Rob Gronkowski, I think that's a name that we could put in there. We're finally realizing, we're finally seeing the breakdown of Rob Gronkowski. He still shows those splashes, but is he more of a tackle playing a tight end? That's kind of a crazy thing to say for one of the best tight ends to play the game. But Gronk is not the player that he used to be. I think the physical play that he's played throughout his whole entire career is finally catching up to him. I think the Patriots are smart keeping him out. This is going to help him be healthy down the stretch for the, for the Patriots playoffs and also for our playoffs too um, if you have Gronk. And again, heading into the drafts, I was not high on Gronk because I knew where you have to take him. You're probably going to have to take him in the second round, mid-second, late-second round, if not maybe early second round. And I'm not willing to do that for a tight end. There's too much other talent out there. There's too many different other spots to my fantasy team that I want to do than spend it on a tight end. So I don't have any Rob Gronkowski. Hopefully you listened to me. You did not take any Gronkowski. And if you did, you just got to hope that you, you were able to withstand this little injury that he had. Now that he's going to be coming back, hopefully in the second half, a little more fresher, get back to Gronk football and maybe help you get in your championship and win it. Leonard Fournette, another one of those injury players. Take out last week, we saw him play two quarters through the first eight games. 
played last week, played well last week, looks like he's healthy, looks like he's back. But did he dig yourself too big of a hole with a player like Fournette? Again, a player that likely went late in the first, early second. Were you able to withstand that injury bug? One of my leagues I was not able to, looking like I'm going to miss the playoffs. Um, so it's kind of frustrating to see him come back and have that uh, game that he did last week where I was wondering if this was him all throughout the whole season like I thought it would be, where would I be sitting at? You can't spill over cry. You can't cry over spilled milk. So it's, it's over. Move forward. One of my leagues not looking good, but i got plenty of other leagues to worry about. We also have Devonta Freeman. He's done. He's got to be one of the bigger busts of the season as well. And Dalvin Cook, just like Fournette, you got to wonder if you were able to withstand that injury. Now that he looks like he's back and he's going to be healthy, he's a player that can maybe help you down the road. He's one of our uh, uh, spoiler. Both Fournette and Cook are both options for the second half MVPs. Those are some names there. I think we obviously give the hands down number one consensus is Le'Veon Bell, like I talked about, as the biggest bust of 2018. I'm going to probably give the other uh, uh Taking out Bell, I think LaShawn McCoy is the biggest bust because plenty of people were still high on McCoy. He started to fall at an average draft positions as the uh, season went on. But if you drafted early, you likely spent a higher pick on McCoy than you're li- willing to say that you did. I think McCoy is one of the bigger busts. We could put David Johnson there. We could put Fournette there. We could put Cook there. But I think all three of those are going to have a big impact in the second half, which is hopefully going to be able to help you withstand that struggle early and if you were one of the people that maybe you traded for one of those players um, hoping for the second half kudos to you you may have found a uh, a player that's going to put you over the top uh, one of my leagues I did trade for David Johnson and I liked the trade I was able to get him when he was struggling and wasn't getting the ball as much but I thought okay maybe if they get rid of their offense coordinator which they did he'll get the ball more often which he is uh, Byron left which is realizing that David Johnson is the best player on that team you have him and you have Larry Fitzgerald. You need to get both those players the ball more often, and he is doing so, which is showing in their production. So I do like that I did pick him up in one of my leagues. Um, so if you were able to get one of those three players, you might be moving forward down the road looking much better on your team because you made that gamble, and the gamble is going to pay off. Speaking of second-half second MVPs, we did a poll on Instagram, talked about who is your MVP that you're looking forward to in the second half of the season. Who gets that, who gets that bump that helps you maybe push your team into the fantasy playoffs and then helps you win your championship, whether it be injury, whether it be uh, a player that got traded, went from one team to another team. Who is that player that's going to put you over the top? Um, some interesting names uh, coming up there, and I think that they're, they're names that we're obviously going to be able to hear over and over again. Uh, the Aaron Joneses, the Leonard Fournettes, the Nick Chubbs, the Cortland Suttons, Rob Gronkowski's, um, Amari Cooper, those kind of names there. That's a mixture of players that got injured, now they're getting healthy, or they were on another team, now they're on a new team ha- having more of an impact. Or one of the players, like for the Broncos, they get rid of Demaryius Thomas, and all of a sudden Sutton is going to get more and more looks. Those are some, some of the names that I'm looking at having here that, that I think had, can have a big impact in the second half and put your team over the top. Some interesting takes. PK beep says it's Aaron Jones all the way. I agree. I think finally Aaron Jones is getting the, ta- the, the looks that he, he deserves. Mike McCarthy finally realizing that Aaron Jones is the best back in that backfield. But again, he may be getting looks now, but McCarthy is 
has shown that he, for some reason, makes the wrong decisions. So is that going to stay for the entire whole rest of the season? Hopefully, as a Jones owner in many, many of my leagues, I hope that stays that way. But can we count on Aaron Jones having that impact in the second half? I don't give him the nod just because I don't know if I trust McCarthy to do the right thing in that offense. Hoodie underscore footy loves his third back, Leonard Fournette. That's a great pick. I mean, that's one of those things where if Fournette is your third back, if you're playing in a flex, you have a great flex. Your first two backs are obviously studs. You're, maybe you're sitting with like a Mixon and a Hunt or something like that, and you have Fournette as your number three back. That's fantastic. You have three uh, horses there. If that's the case and you don't have a flex, you know, I'm sorry, if you don't have a flex, maybe you look to trading one of those three backs for to, to improve your wide receiver or to maybe get one of the tight ends like an Ertz or a Kelsey or a, even a Kittle, a player that I was very high coming into the season. Now we're seeing Kittle come back. He's one of those players that also, he's had a great first half. I think he can even match that in the second half or get better in the second half. Maybe he's one of those uh, players that you don't think about having an MVP-type season because he's had a great first half of the season. But if you can make a trade for Kittle, all of a sudden your team is getting better down the road. So if you can take one of your three backs that you have and ship one for a make your team better, that might be an option you might want to look at, hoodie underscore footy. R underscore white underscore 31 hopes it's Cortland Sutton, as do I. I'm a Bronco fan, um, and, and, and as a fan of a team, you got to leave your fan you got to leave your fanhood out and draft for fantasy players. But as a fan of the Denver Broncos, I think getting rid of Demarius Thomas was tough to do, but I think it was the right move. I think Sutton is a star in the making, and Sutton is actually my pick as the MVP of the second half. I think he's a player that wasn't drafted by many people out there, unless you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league. Sutton likely wasn't drafted in your league. He was a pickup late in the year when Darius Thomas was getting traded or got traded. I think he's a player that can come in and be a wide receiver two for you and instantly make your team better and moving forward can help you win your championship. Sutton is my vote. If I had to give a vote, Sutton is my vote for the MVP of the second half. That's tough because you have the Fournettes and you have the Nick Chubbs, but I just love what 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 the Broncos might be able to do with Sutton moving forward. Jakey1386 is on Team Fournette as well. And we talked about Fournette. He's a great player. I think he's finally going to get healthy. He's a player, if you are able to withstand the injury, he could put your team over the top and get your championship won. Lonzo for MVP says it's going to be Rob Gronkowski. There's likely plenty of Rob Gronkowski love out there. If he can get healthy, he can get back in the game. We know what he can do. Um, but you got to wonder, with all those mouths there to feed there, I'm actually higher on Josh Gordon than I am Rob Gronkowski in the second half. I think Gordon is a player that can have an absolute dominant role in the second half. I think Gordon is a player that can blow up in the second half and put teams over the top. Give me, give me Gordon over Gronkowski just because of health issues with Gronk right now. Um, Trent.Tiny was able to pick up Sutton earlier this week. Hopes it's him. You were able to pick up Sutton this, this, this week. I'm guessing it's probably someone that had to drop him that picked him up earlier because of another need. You got lucky to get Sutton. Congratulations. You may have pushed yourself over the top, and now you have a player that you can insert in your lineup, hopefully down the stretch, and be a wide receiver, too, that you got off the waiver wire. Congratulations on picking up Sutton this late after all that news. We talk about Sutton, we talk about Fournette, and we talk about Nick Chubb. Aiden underscore Thompson has all three of those. He doesn't really care who it is, just hopefully it's one of those three. Three names that can put you over the top. That is a fantastic trio. I think all three have 
obviously, we know Fournette is a great player, but I think Sutton and Chubb are stars in the making. We've seen Chubb break out since the trade in, in Cleveland there of uh, – and now that now that Chubb is the number one option there in that offense backfield, we're seeing what he can do with the ball, and I think the future is very bright for Cleveland. Something that we haven't said in the past um, with that offense, but it looks like the Cleveland Browns are making the right moves to get that team back on track, and now they're becoming a team that we can target in fantasy football, which is always fun because you don't have to x out a team like the Oakland Raiders were having to x out recently because of the play. Um, but congratulations to the Browns. If you're a Browns fan, you have something to cheer for. Chubb is a, is a star in the making, as is Sutton, Fournette, Aiden. You have a trio that could be MVPs. Like I said, my, my vote, I think I give it to Sutton. If you want to give it to a big-name player that you're definitely going to give stats, that, that's going to definitely get stats, I think my option is Fournette. If, 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 if it's someone that you want to have as a safe option as Fournette, but as a, uh, a, a breakout, a under-the-radar kind of thing, I think Sutton obviously is a, it was, it was a popular pickup, and I think a lot of people are on him now of who he can be. But I think he's a player that a lot of people may still underestimate what he can do. He's a jump ball player player there great physical talent huge a big receiver i think if he if 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 you can get the ball to sutton and anywhere close to the vicinity where he can get it he's going to go up there and get the ball i think he's in for a big second half so give me sutton as a long shot and give me fournette as the safe option for the mvp of the second half that could put your team over the top if you're not already there Week 10, we saw a bunch of injuries happen. Plenty of big names lost before the game started as well as going down during the game. But the biggest injury that we saw happen was, unfortunately, we saw Cooper Cup go down. He's done for the season. What does that do to the Rams' offense? I don't think it does much. It takes away one of their better players, but that offense is loaded. Reynolds is a player that you might want to look at picking up if you're a Cup owner. But it's not going to do anything to Todd Gurley. It's not going to do anything to the receivers. It's actually probably helped Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. But as a team itself, I think the Rams have plenty of talent to withstand that kind of injury. You just got to feel bad for the injury itself. Um, going into the week, we saw some big-name players not suit up. We saw um, at running back, we saw Chris Carson and Chris Thompson not suit up for their games. We saw a receiver, A.J. Green, big-name player that's not that didn't step on the field. Now he's looking like he's going to miss another week. Hopefully we can get him back, just like Rob Gronkowski down the stretch. If he can get healthy for the playoff push of your, of your leagues, that's only going to help you out. And if you have A.J. Green, hopefully you have the depth to withstand if you need to miss a couple more weeks. We also saw very uh, interesting with Des Bryant signing with the New Orleans Saints. First day of practice, he, he tears his, ACL, uh, his Achilles, I'm sorry, and now he's done for the season. What does that do for his career moving forward? Someone's going to pick him up, but is it going to be like, lat, like this year, next year, because it's a year injury recouping from that injury. So he's likely going to miss the first part of next year, and we saw him not get signed until week 10 this year. Now we might be looking at the same thing next year. So even if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, I don't know if Bryant's worth it to keep on your roster just for the uncertainty moving forward. He can fill a void for plenty of teams out there, but we just don't know where he's going to go and if it's going to fit. Like I said, New Orleans was a great fit for the team itself, but for Des Bryant as a fantasy player this year, he wasn't going to do anything as a fantasy player. He was going to help that offense out. Same thing with Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall's better for the team. He's a 
lesser version of Des Bryant, but for fantasy-wise, I don't think Brandon Marshall's worth the pickup, just like Des Bryant wasn't really worth the pickup, but he, he picked him up just in case. I think Brandon Marshall isn't worth the pickup at all, just because I don't think he's going to do much in that offense. There's too many mouths to feed. It's still Michael Thomas. It's still Alvin Kamara. It's still Mark Ingram. Those are the players you want. Those are the players that can get the ball. Brandon Marshall is... And just like Des Bryant, he was more of a of a jump ball player. He's more of a jump ball player, another player to put on the field to put defenses in a tough situation. So I don't want to have anything to do with Brandon Marshall. That can come back and bite me. He might be a decent flex option down the stretch, but I'm not looking at Brandon Marshall at all. And we talked about Rob Gronkowski. Did not suit up last week. <clears throat> now that the Patriots have a bye, maybe he, maybe he gets a little more healthier and he's able to get back on the football field. Um, that also the bye week also helps Julian Edelman, who went out last week. Maybe he gets a little more healthy. Marvin Jones is very questionable to play this week. If that's the case, look at Kenny Galladay to even have a bigger role in that, on that offense, and he becomes a much better play in DFS and season long. He's already a nice play in both, but he becomes an, uh, a great play in many, many leagues if Marvin Jones is forced to miss. James Conner with a concussion. Now that we finally hear that Le'Veon Bell's not going to play on the team, he doesn't have to have to worry about looking over his shoulder for Le'Veon Bell, but now he has that concussion to worry about. He's got to pass the league's protocol for concussions. I think he will. He'll be on the field. He finally can realize that no one's behind him to take snaps for him. Doesn't have to worry about Bell coming in and stealing his job or splitting the job. It's Connor's job. Congratulations if you're a Connor owner. Great pickup. If you paired him with Bell or if you stole him from another owner, congratulations to you. He may have won your league for you because you have a player that you drafted so late or picked up that is such a superstar in this league. Um, as we talked about Cooper Cup done for the season, on Johnson left last week. He would return. Sounds like he's... He's not going to miss this week. I think Johnson has a chance to be a borderline RB1 this week um, as the Detroit Lions look to get up back on track. And that passing game isn't what it used to be in the years past. They're relying a little more on Kerry and Johnson as a running back, which can only help. But can they do that and have success? Only time will tell. So that's what that's the, the injuries we're looking at. Um, now let's go on ahead and move over to uh, a little game that we like to call this player or that player. Let's look at some of your season-long leagues. Let's take a look at who would you rather start if they're close to my rankings, this guy or that guy. Let's jump right in. Let's look at a, about four of them. What about Cam Newton at Detroit or Carson Wentz at New Orleans? Give me Cam Newton all day, every day. Cam Newton coming off of a rough game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's in a great bounce back, bounce back spot against the Lions. Lions are not good against the pass. They're not good against the run. Oh, and by the way, Cam Newton does both. I think Cam Newton's in for a monster day. Um, you can't really give him the, the, the quarterback number one quarterback of the week because Patrick Mahomes is playing in a game on Monday night that's going to be a shootout. But Cam Newton can push, like always, as that number one quarterback of the week. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that I don't like Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is also a great play. I think Wentz is one of those players that you can put in the MVP. I didn't put any quarterbacks there because quarterbacks, obviously, if you have a good quarterback, you're going to play him. But Wentz is one of those players that in your league can win you the championship because I think he's in for a huge second half. He's finally getting healthy. He's finally um, – and plus you get another talent in Golden Tate there in that offense. And now they're going to have to play to win. They, they, they don't have any more – 
uh, room for errors in that offense or in the defense or the team itself. they got to win football games to get back in the playoffs, and I think it's going to rely on Carson Wentz, especially because that running game there in Philadelphia is not – Anything to 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 speak of, they're gonna be they're gonna have to use the right arm of Wentz, and I think Wentz is in for a great great season, great week. But between the two, give me Cam Newton as the better play this week. We talked about Kerryon Johnson as injury, and about the Lions playing the Carolina Panthers. What about Kerryon Johnson versus the Carolina Panthers or Dion Lewis against the at uh, at the Indianapolis Colts? Lewis was in a great spot last week. He had a Revenge narrative game going against the Patriots. He out-touched his fellow Derek, Derek uh, Henry in the backfield, but Henry's the one that scored a touchdown. Lewis had a down game. I think that he overcomes that this week, and I think he's in for a decent game against the Colts. The Colts are pretty good against the, the run. Their pass defense is not that great. Deion Lewis is a much better pass catcher, plus he's going to out-snap Derrick Henry. I think Deion Lewis is in for a fairly decent game against the Indianapolis Colts. Give me Deion Lewis in a wide margin over Kerryon Johnson, but I think both players have a shot of being RB1s this week. What about David Johnson against the Oakland Raiders or Melvin Gordon against the Denver Broncos? Give me David Johnson. I think the offense finally is realizing that Leftwich is coming in, and he's finally realizing, okay, I got David Johnson, I have Larry Fitzgerald, I have to find ways to get them the ball. Same thing with Ricky Seals-Jones, same thing with Christian Kirk. You have four players in that offense that are good. Get those four players the ball. It's only better for your team. David Johnson's probably your best player on that offense. He needs to see the ball even more than he does now, and I think Leftwich realizes that. Give me David Johnson against a very bad Oakland Raiders team. And I think the Broncos are sneaky defense this week to shut down the Los Angeles Chargers. Phillip Rivers is starting to show his age. And if the Broncos can keep Melvin Gordon under, under con- control, I think that's only going to help their defense. And I think their defense is still, they're not as good as they used to be in the past. Obviously, that's, not, that's a given. But they still have some g- great players over there. And if the Broncos can somehow put up a few points on the Chargers is going to force them to pass the ball. Yes, Gordon does catch the ball out of the backfield, but I think it's more of a Keenan Allen game, more of the outside receivers game than it is the running back game. Uh, give me David Johnson between those two. What about T.Y. Hilton versus the Tennessee Titans or Tyler Boyd at Baltimore? With A.J. Green out, Tyler Boyd is the number one option there in the Cincinnati offense for the, for the passing game. Uh, Baltimore's defense is good. Yes, they've had a couple down games, but I, th- I think that defense is still really good. And I'm not very high on the Cincinnati Bengals offense outside of the ground game. Joe Mixon is still one of the better running backs in football. Outside of Joe Mixon, I don't want to have much to do with that offense there in Cincinnati. Give me T.Y. Hilton. I think he's in for a bounce-back huge game against the Titans, who seem to give up a lot of point, a lot of stats to the slot receiver, and Hilton does line up in the slot quite a bit for the Annapolis Colts. What about the one-game slate on Monday night? We see the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams take, taking on each other in a game that should be full of points, full of stats, full of everything. If you're playing on both DraftKings or FanDuel, what are you looking at for that game? Obviously, FanDuel, you don't get penalized for the using your, your MVP spot like you do over on DraftKings for the captain spot. You, 
both of them you get one and a half times the, the, the points, but on DraftKings you pay one and a half times the salary, or FanDuel the price is the price, doesn't matter. So on DraftKings a little little more of a uh, thought process where FanDuel you want to get your best players no matter what. There's lesser spots to fill as well. So if we're looking at DraftKings, what is the way I'm looking at doing? That's that's a tough way because you want to definitely go with Hunt. You want to definitely go with Todd Gurley. But can you can you fit both of those guys in there? You also have Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff. There's gonna be lots of points out there. So is it wise to take a very cheap player, put him in your captain spot, and that that way you can load up with three, maybe four of the superstars on that offense? Or do you want to lock in the best player in the game, Todd Gurley, as your captain, and spend all that money up top without diving too deep into it yet? I think what I'm looking at doing is doing a couple teams. I'm doing one team with Todd Gurley as a captain just because if he goes off like he can and some people realize that they don't want to spend that much money on him, all of a sudden you have a maybe a, maybe just maybe you have a contrarian player cuz he's so much on on the sites and he puts up a monster game. But I'm also going to look at spending very little on the captain spot and trying to get as many star players as I can. That's the way I'm looking at it there. If I'm taking a chance between Mahomes or Jared Jared Goff, I think you have to go Mahomes. Mahomes is an MVP caliber player right now, and Todd Gurley is the Rams version of Mahomes. So if you can fit Mahomes and Gurley into your lineup, that's a great way to start. You're locking yourself into a very high floor and a very uh, super high ceiling between both players. Uh, speaking of Gurley, if you have a chance between Gurley or Hunt, who are you doing? Who are you rostering if you can only roster one? Like I said, I, I'm going Gurley. If I only have to be able to go one, I'm going Gurley. I'm guessing the salaries aren't going to be that big of a difference between the two. So give me Gurley, who is capable of scoring four times in one game any time of the week. Speaking of DFS and DraftKings and FanDuel, what are the games I'm looking at in DFS this week? Are there any that I'm looking at avoiding on the main slate on either site? I'm looking at the Philadelphia at New Orleans being a very chalky game to to look at. Um, so I'm obviously going to have players from that game. I think you have to have players in that game. But I'm going to maybe go a little underweight on some of those players and maybe look at the Denver Broncos at Chargers as an underowned game that I think you maybe get some talent there. Um, maybe maybe you go with a uh, a Case Keenum in that game and hope that. They're playing from behind, and he has a decent game. Maybe looking at the Houston and Washington game being a sneaky shootout. And if you somehow get a very low-scoring game in the Philadelphia-New Orleans game, and one of those two games shoots out, all of a sudden you're passing the very chalky Philadelphia-New Orleans game, and you're getting a lot more points from your players, and all of a sudden you're moving up the, the point ladder more and more. Not likely, ha- not likely to happen with the Philadelphia-New Orleans being a low-scoring game. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a very high-scoring game. But you have to think outside the box to win some of these big time, like the millionaire maker. You have to think outside the box. And we know Philadelphia and New Orleans will be very highly owned. So look at maybe Houston, Houston at Washington or the Denver at Chargers game as being an under-owned or sneaky shootout game. A few different stacks that I'm looking at in the millionaire maker on DraftKings and on FanDuel. I'm looking at maybe going with Keenum with both Sanders and Sutton and then running it back with Austin Eckler. Um, if the Broncos can fall behind, which I'm guessing is going to happen, they're going to have to pass the ball. Their two receivers are Sanders and Sutton. They're, they're, they're both going to get plenty of looks. And instead of going with a very popular Melvin Gordon, use Eckler, who still sees plenty of carries, plenty of, and, and he can take a ball to the house anytime. He has a nice change of pace back for that offense. Maybe he's the one that scores a couple times instead of Gordon. That's a, that's a game stack that I'm looking at doing. 
Um, looking at someone like Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, I think they're probably going to be very popular, but I think you, you can, you can uh, look at them and make your team a little contrarian elsewhere. I think both of them have a great, play, great option to, be, to look well this week in fantasy football. We also have David Johnson and maybe the Arizona D. Johnson against the Oakland Raiders defense and then the Arizona defense against the Oakland offense. I think those are both recipes for success. Put both of those in your lineup and move on is, is what I'm looking at doing. They're, both of them probably be very popular. But, again, you can make your team more contrarian elsewhere and then just lock in the points with both David Johnson and Arizona D. I don't think we have the same thing like last week with the Jets being chalk defense and getting uh, blown out of the water. I don't see the Oakland Raiders doing that against the Arizona defense. I think the contrarian um, stack of the week is going to be Drew Brees and either Michael Thomas and or Alvin Kamara. So maybe if you want to be a little contrarian in that New Orleans-Philadelphia game but still have a piece of the game that can be a very high-scoring game, maybe you do a contrarian stack of Mark Ingram and the New Orleans defense. If you can get a touchdown, if you can get a a decent defensive outing and force Wentz into some struggles, maybe the defense – gets a few sacks, takes one to the house, and then the Saints get up big and they start running the ball a lot more with Ingram to save Alvin Kamara down the stretch. I think that's a way to be a little contrarian in the game that's going to be highly owned and a very high-scoring game. If you want to have more of my looks of stacks, we have a premium article that goes out usually on Fridays, gives you my contrarian stacks, gives you the popular stacks, Different ways that I'm looking at doing it's a premium article, $5 a, $5 a week or $29.99 entire season. That gives you the GPP stacks, gives you plenty more over on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, where we give you different options of DFS and season-long input and articles. So that'll do it on the podcast. Oh, before we end the podcast, let's go on ahead and take a look at the game tonight between the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. If you're playing over on DraftKings or you're playing on FanDuel, great chance of possibly taking home some nice cash, six figures. DraftKings' top prize is $250,000. FanDuel's top prize is $200,000. Plenty of money, lots of money. Great way to make your holiday season better. Put that into your bank account if you can bink that top prize. If I can't win it, hopefully one of you guys can. So how can we be contrarian and have a shot at winning those top prizes? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson would be very popular. Devontae Adams would probably be the same way. And being that the two sides are a little different with DraftKings being a full PPR and FanDuel being more of a half PPR, um, remember on 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 FanDuel, you want the players that are really going to score. That are that are really you don't really have to worry about um, catching a lot of balls. You want players that can take it to the house anytime on FanDuel more than you do on DraftKings. Obviously, you want someone that's going to see a lot of targets. But players that get a lot of receptions are better played over on DraftKings than they are on FanDuel. So I think the strategy I'm using is if I'm playing both sides. I'm using the passing game on DraftKings and using the ground game over on FanDuel. way that you can maybe be contrarian on DraftKings if instead of paying up for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or a very popular after last week's game, Aaron Jones. Maybe you can look at someone like Tyler Lockett, who is more expensive than is 
Doug Baldwin. So maybe people see that Baldwin, the name value is less than what Tyler Lockett is. So maybe Lockett gets um, kind of not used as much as he can. He's kind of in the, the range where he's kind of in between the start, the, the top prices, and the lower prices. And obviously you want to look at kickers. Kickers are always under, undervalued on DraftKings. They're, they're this, the price of kickers are not what they should be. They're not guaranteed points, but they're about as guaranteed as you can get. I think this game has a shot of being a field goal game, a fairly decent of a defensive struggle. There's a very good possibility that it turns into a field goal game. But we know that both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are going to move the ball. So if they can stall inside the 30, 40-yard line, and all of a sudden we get three or four field goals instead of three or four touchdowns from the quarterbacks or running backs, all of a sudden you're jumping all of those teams that are hoping for touchdowns by the offense and you're getting field goals by the offense. So maybe this might be a week that we put the kicker in a captain spot and then that way you're able to get both Rodgers and Wilson and one other player into your roster spot. You're getting the yards from Rodgers and Wilson. We know, we know Rodgers is going to at least probably throw two touchdowns. Who are those touchdowns going to go to? Everybody's going to flock to Devontae Adams. I think this has a chance to be a very big revenge game for Jimmy Graham. Graham's another option I'm looking at putting in the captain spot. Maybe he went to Aaron Rodgers and said, I want the ball plenty against my old team. Um, if he can have that revenge factor and have a big game, I don't think Jimmy Graham's going to get looked at as a captain very often this tonight, but I think he's going to be popular flex play. But I don't think very many people are going to put him in the captain spot, and I think he has a chance to be a winner for you in the captain spot if he can catch a couple touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. Over on FanDuel, it's the other way for me. Um, same thing. I'm very high on Jimmy Graham tonight. I think it's the revenge factor is there. But on FanDuel, I want players that can take the house anytime. And um, I think the ground game is the way to go over on FanDuel. I'm looking at going Aaron Jones and either Rashad Penny and Chris Carson or Chris Carson and Mike Davis or Penny and Davis using a combination of two running backs for Seattle just because we don't know which running back is going to shoot it out for them. But if you can get a touchdown from one of them and a big breakout game from the other one, all of a sudden you're getting all the touchdowns on the ground from the Seattle Seahawks. And if the uh, Green Bay can maybe score a couple times with Jones, and maybe Rodgers throws a couple touchdowns, but they both go to Jimmy Graham. That's the way to be contrarian because I think a lot of people are going to go Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams. It's hard for me to fade Russell Wilson in this game, but I don't have a uh, – I, I don't feel bad fading Aaron Rodgers because he spreads the ball around so much. And because I think Aaron Jones broke out last week and hopefully Mike McCarthy realizes that, Hopefully we continue to see that, and maybe they take some of the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers. So that's one way I'm looking at it there. I'm also looking at it as a different way of maybe the Seahawks get up decent and force the Packers to pass the ball more often. But I'm not going to go Rodgers in the MVP, which is going to be popular, and I'm not going to go Devontae Adams in the, in the MVP, which is going to be popular. So give me Jimmy Graham in the MVP and hopes he catches most of the touchdowns that Aaron Rodgers throws. Those are different ways I'm looking at attacking the one-game slate over on FanDuel and DraftKings. Like I said, you got to be very contrarian. You're looking to beat out 92,000-plus uh, over on FanDuel and 117,000-plus on DraftKings. If you're looking to take home that top prize by yourself, it's not likely going to happen. It can happen, but you got to have the nuts and have a very, very contrarian lineup to do that. You're likely going to split it with a bunch of people. 
Hopefully you split it with a few people using a contrarian spot here and there. And hopefully, if I can't win it, one of you guys out there can, and we can start our holiday season off with a nice payday from either DraftKings or FanDuel. That'll do it from the podcast. If you've not followed us over on Instagram, please do so at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. And if you've not followed us over on Twitter, please give us a follow at fansportsgenius. And if you have not checked us out for your DFS and season-long needs Check us out at www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Good luck in your leagues. And we will talk to you next week, the week of Thanksgiving. Have a good week.